What's going on, everybody? I am Zach, and welcome back to the Red and Red Shirt Podcast. And with me, as always, is Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, Zach. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining us around the world and enjoying our podcast with us. It's gonna have an aw- We're going to have an awesome time today, Zach. We sure are. This is going to be a debate for the ages. Indeed. Now, if you look at the title of this episode, you have realized, and if you've been listening to us from pretty much the beginning, you'll notice that it says the Great Nerd Debate 2, because the first Great Nerd Debate we did, Chris, back at the very beginning when we were just getting started and trying to get our feet underneath us on the podcast was the Great Nerd Debate number 1, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yes. And now we're doing a debate of the greatest decade for movies. Now, we could have we could have included TV shows in there as well, but we we felt best to just focus on movies um in this case. And so what we decided was, hey, you know, we kind of had discussions about this Chris. I remember talking about how, you know, uh there were there's a lot of movies out there and 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 so forth a lot of movies we like but but what are the what are the decade or decades that had from beginning to end the best crop of movies hands down we kind of went back and forth and we really decided that the 80s and 90s to us mm-hmm. seem to be arguably the two best decades for movies indeed indeed they do indeed they do just just fantastic movies uh trilogies franchises um, that just blew us away that are, that are still in effect today. Um, and they stem from the eighties and nineties. That's right. Yes. And, uh, based on what decade you have, you should, you should be like, that was fantastic. That was, yeah, that was fantastic. You know, <laughs> sorry, that was a really bad Schwarzenegger impression, but anyways. Um, so for those of you who are listening, we have not divulged which decade that either of us took. As far as um, what we are going to argue for. So, Chris, what decade did you take in this debate? Well, Zach and everyone, I have the 90s. And I am so proud uh, and honored to represent the 90s. Indeed, one of the greatest decades of all time for movies. I'll be the judge of that, let me tell you. (laughs) Because... I got the 1980s. Now, there's a phrase out there, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I've seen it on T-shirts and stuff where it says, like, 80s baby, 90s kid or something like that for people who were born in the 80s. And then a lot of their younger childhood that they remember was actually, like, in the 90s. So that's me. I was born in the 80s, and I, you know, in the 90s is when the majority of the childhood that I remember was. I do still remember stuff from the 80s, but a lot of it was the 90s. But I took the 1980s because, A, that was a decade I was born. But, B, there's so many incredible movies, so many incredible franchises that either started out in the 70s and went into the 80s or started out in the 80s and went into the 90s or just were contained within the 80s themselves. Yes. So it's going to be a great debate, and I'm looking forward to hearing your thesis and hearing what you have to say <laughs> about about your decade uh, because – it's this is going to be tough, and what I really think is um, great about this episode, Chris, is that we're going to get hopefully some listener interaction on this one. We're going to post a poll if I can figure out how to do it on Facebook because I they took that feature away and I have to try to figure out how to do it. If not, yeah. 
what at the very bare minimum, what we'll do is as part of our post for this episode, we will ask the question and ask you as the listeners to decide. And you can go on to any of our social media pages. You can go on Facebook, you can go on Instagram, and you can go on our Discord page. And you can figure out and put down what decade that you vote for. Do you vote for the 1980s or the 1990s? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to tally all that up and decide who the winner is. And we're not voting. We're just arguing for the, our decade. That's right. You as the listeners are going to get a chance to decide who wins this great nerd debate. We didn't do that for Star Trek versus Star Wars. Um, but we're going to do that for this one. I, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's right. So, yeah, I guess our each of our respective clients are – we've got the 80s as a client. And we've got the 90s as a client. So and we're representing each of them. Yeah, the 80s, man. Far out, dude. Anyways, <laughs> so without further ado, Chris, before we jump into 80s versus 90s and we jump into our debate, let's look at our need to know for this week as of June 12th. So, Chris, uh, the first thing I have for our audience uh, and our need to know this week is on June 8th, because this happened obviously after our previous episode was recorded and before this one. Yes. Was Ghostbusters Day. We did put out a, a post about that uh, for those of you listening who saw that to uh, wish you a very happy Ghostbusters Day. June 8th is to celebrate the release of the original Ghostbusters movie in 1984. And during Ghostbusters Day, it was announced that a follow on movie to Ghostbusters Afterlife is 100% confirmed. So we are going to get another. I don't want to call it another Ghostbusters Afterlife movie, but uh, a, a follow-on from Ghostbusters Afterlife. They're going to make another one, which I'm, with, I'm assuming, the, the cast from Afterlife. I don't know if they'll bring back the original Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, um, Ernie Hudson. Although, Chris, if you remember from the end of the movie, those scenes at the end of the credits where Ernie Hudson's in the old firehouse. Yeah. That kind of, to me, leaves it open that he would be back in another movie if they were to make another one. I think that'd be super. That'd be excellent. Yeah. I don't know if Bill Murray will do it again. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Aykroyd did. Dan Aykroyd, obviously, being one of the creators of Ghostbusters, him and Harold Ramis, um, I I would be surprised if he wasn't. But I could at least see Ernie Hudson in it based on the way they ended the movie. Right. So that's really exciting. We're going to get another movie. And and based on the success of Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's not really a surprise, honestly, that they're going to do another one. Um, It's it's had worldwide success. But also they have announced a full-length animated Ghostbusters movie as well. So that could be really exciting too. Uh, More details to come on that one. Um, But – and there are other big big announcements from Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's actually a website called – I think it's called GhostbustersNews.com. It's a guy in Canada who has a YouTube channel, and he's just a hardcore Ghostbuster fan. He's always posting like up to the up to the minute like updates for anything Ghostbuster. So go sure, be sure to go check him out. This is not an endorsement uh, for from him to us or anything like that. It's just somebody I, I I follow on YouTube. So be sure to go check that out and find out more information and all the stuff that was announced on Ghostbusters Day, June eighth. All right, Chris, what's the next thing our audience needs to know as of June 12th, 2022? So t- 2022 marks 40 years that Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, has been out. I mean, 40 years ago, I believe, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan was released. So I was, I was curious if they're going to do a, another theatrical re-release uh, like they had been doing um, for, uh, you know, last year they had Star Trek for the Voyage Home. 
And indeed, I found out that, yes, this year they will do a re-release of Star Trek II, September 4th and 5th in the theaters. So I'm really excited to... I'm really excited to see that on the big screen again. I, I, it's, I, Star Trek, as you know, Zach, I love Star Trek too. Um, and I think it is going to be amazing in the theaters. So, our, yeah. Our, yeah, see, I, I agree with you. You said it was September 4th and 5th? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out a way to go see it on one of those days because I've never seen it on the big screen. And so I I need to see that moving the big screen. That will be would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed it will. So Zach, what is another need to know for our audience? All right, the next thing our audience needs to know for this week, as of Sunday, June twelfth, is Jurassic World Dominion is now in theaters. It came out on Friday this past week. We took the kids to go see it. They loved it. Um, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I, it was awesome seeing Sam Neill come back as um, his original role, Dr. Grant from the original um, Jurassic Park. He was in Jurassic Park 3, but that's not a movie we talk about. <laughs> uh, although there are, uh, there are uh, references to that movie. Um, and, and, of course, uh, Laura Dern coming back as Dr. Ellie Sadler. Jeff Goldblum coming back as Dr. Ian Malcolm. Um, it, it was – and that's not a spoiler to anybody because that was – that was um, advertised over and over and over again in this movie. So seeing the blending of the original cast from the first Jurassic Park movie and the new Jurassic World movies was great. The movie itself was pretty what was pretty good. I did I very much enjoyed it. I will say though, and again, it's not a slam in the movie, but I will say of the three Jurassic World movies they've made, yeah, I actually thought it was the the my least favorite of the three. I, I won't say it's the worst of the three. Because that gives kind of a negative connotation. And I'm not trying to do that. It just was my least favorite of the three new Jurassic World movies. But they did say this is supposed to be the final movie in the 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 Jurassic franchise. Whether they that's true or not, that's kind of what they're advertising. This is is it's wrapping up the franchise. Man, that we've had Jurassic Park in our, the movies in our lives for so long that feels that feels weird to hear. Yeah, it's 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 in my uh, uh, my opponent's um, decade that I I choose not to talk about right now. But <laughs> but yeah, we've had it for a long time. The first Jurassic Park movie was the only movie I've ever seen in the theaters three times. Yeah. I saw it three times and it came out um, originally in the movies. So I I love the franchise. It's great, and uh, if it truly is the last movie of the franchise, it stinks. But I think it was uh, it was fitting to uh, to end it the way they did. So that's. That's it. Chris, what, what's the last thing our audience needs to know this week? Yeah, and you shared this with me, Zach, and I'm, I'm really glad you did because we both took advantage of it. But along the lines of Star Trek II again, Funko Pop has a special edition con Funko from Star Trek II that will be released believe it's going to be released in 2023 that you can order now from the star trek shop and i believe it's star trek i might get the the <clears throat> web address wrong i think it's star trek shop.com um yeah if it's not star trek shop.com you can go to star trek.com and just click on uh, the shop link i think it's up on the top yes and it will take you there i i think they're still available right i know we ordered it like right as they went on sale but 
Because I don't know. They, they said it's very limited from what I read online. So yeah. yeah. And once they're gone, they're gone. Yep, they're gone. And Khan so, great. He did. He looks just like he does from the original movie. He's got the the burly chest, you know, and the the yeah. like low cut, like con looking outfit. And yeah, it's gonna that's gonna be an, a really, really special Funko to add to the collection. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little ways, it's we're a little ways from getting it. So like yeah. we were talking, um, it's gonna come as like this this awesome surprise in the mail. We'll forget about it and then it's gonna show up in the mail and we'll be like, wow. Awesome. Yeah, until you mentioned it, I'd already forgotten about it. <laughs> so, hey, it's it's a re-reminder that that's on its way sometime Thanks. next year. I don't know when, but my, my I'm just going to assume that we won't get it till like next summer. And then if it comes earlier, then that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's our need to know for this week. For those of you listening, as of Sunday, June 12, 2022. Now, let's get into this. Before things get heated, Chris, let's let's talk about this. For those of you listening... You know, you think back, right, depending on when you were born and when you were a kid growing up, right? And by kid growing up, I mean when you're six, seven, eight years old and, and older growing up, uh, depending on when that was, what decade it was, whether it was the 60s, the 50s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, the, the 2000s, 2010s, whatever, you might be biased as to which period or decade of movies is the greatest, right? You may think, hey, if you're a kid right now, you may say, right now is the greatest. We got all the Avenger movies and Marvel movies and Star Wars and everything else going on. You may think that right now is the greatest time in cinema history. But Chris and I would disagree with you. Yeah. This episode that we're doing right now is about settling the debate we've been having about what the greatest decade is for movies of all time. And again, we're going to let you be the judge. We're going to lay out our case. We're going to give you our quote unquote evidence and we're going to help and we're going to uh, help you to decide hopefully. We're going to try to we're gonna try to swing you one way or the other either to the 80s or the 90s. We've narrowed it down to those two decades. And uh, what I did, Chris, it, I don't know if you did this. What I did was I kind of broke up my movies and my mm -hmm. thoughts based on um categories right like you have and, and some of the categories overlap you're going to have some category uh, some movies that fall under both action and sci-fi or comedy and sci-fi um you know and thing and drama in sci-fi or, or drama and action things like that but i tried to break movies and as i was doing my research and putting stuff down that i wanted to highlight i tried to put them into different categories and my categories i came up with four my portion are is comedies, um, action, uh, um, sci-fi sci and fantasy, and then like drama, thrillers, others, that type of stuff. Yeah. So, and and then I also put down just some movies that um, I felt were uh, important to note because in today's reboot, remake, continuation era that we're in. I felt it important to highlight movies from the 1980s. Not all of them, not all the remakes were good, by the way, but at least, excuse me, mention movies or franchises from the 80s that were given a reboot or they remade them or they continued them on into the, the present time. That was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, Chris. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and let you go first with the 1990s, even though the 80s came first, and we all know the 80s was the best for the movie decade, but I'm going to let you go first, and you kind of give your 
opening argument or statement you want to make for the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. And I did not separate my movies out into categories as as well or as thorough as you did. You did but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just however you want. To, that's yeah. just how I, my brain processes things. And I wanted to kind of organize my thoughts as much as possible. Otherwise, I'll be here for 12 hours arguing for the 80s. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will say in the 90s movies, so I had some fantastic movies that i put in there you know in the 90s we saw so many excellent things like we, we we had arnold schwarzenegger just in his in his prime having these just excellent movies as well as sylvester stallone and we have we had such directors like david fincher and james cameron just putting out like masterpiece movies as well as steven spielberg putting out these masterpiece movies um i'll i'll, I'll say like um you know in, in the 90s, if we just take a look at it from a, a gross monetary point of view, um, in, in, in the 90s, in 1997, we have the Titanic from James Cameron that still right now, I think, is the third highest grossing film of all time uh, behind um, like the Avengers and, and another relatively recent movie that escapes my mind now. But that's like how how powerful some of those nineties movies were. Um, you know, I liked a lot of other movies better than the, the, than the Titanic. However, you know, that, that movie was just so popular and so many people had to see it. When I thought about the nineties, I immediately had to think about which are some of my favorite movies from the nineties. Right. And w- which I still think are, are, they just, they just stand so high up there and are either as equal or higher to some of our movies from the eighties, but we've got Terminator two Terminator two has to be one of the greatest, you know, science fiction uh, movies of all time period with, you know, we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong and James Cameron, like at his finest putting together this masterpiece of a movie. Um, And then uh, we've got total recall again, another Arnold switch. And you're a big total recall fan. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Big total recall fan. I was, I remember seeing total recall in the movies and was just, just, just blown, blown away. You know, we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Paul Verhoeven and Ronnie Cox and Michael Ironside, you know, who, who I know you, you love. And so switch to just yes. awesome. People were blown away by that movie. Um, just not like seeing anything like that. Um, you know, we, we we've got, um, other other great ones. I I know I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot, but but he in in the '90s I just loved his movies. Just the hugest hugest fan of his. Um, but we've got True Lies. True Lies, another James Cameron masterpiece. Great you know, movie. Yeah, yeah. Tom Arnold, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Lisa Dushku. I, just great, fantastic spy thriller action movie. Um, and they're on the they're on a Harrier jump a Harrier jump jet. Like, yeah, and don't forget Bill Paxson as the uh, sleazy yeah. used car salesman. Yes. He was epic in that role. I know, he was. He was epic. So um, these are just just uh, just landmark action like movies of the decade, which were awesome. And, and, and do you remember um, the event that was like Independence Day? Like I remember that in the theaters and that was like an event yep. in the summer. Like saw was, that in the theaters, summer yeah, blockbuster, summer blockbuster. And you saw, you watched the, the white house like blow up in, in Independence Day and like mm-hmm. huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then some of my other, um, 
very, very fond favorite ones because I've got a, I, I like one of our directors uh, very much as he's a, the French director, Luc Besson. And he produced some outstanding movies in the 90s. You know, one of my favorite of all time is The Fifth Element with, you know, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Um, Gary Oldman is in it as well as Mila uh, Jovovich. But I, I remember learning about that movie, Fifth Element, and Luc Besson. That was his, uh, I think he, he had this childhood idea uh, growing up. And then, and then he was eventually able to craft that into a movie. But, but it was such a, a beautiful science fiction and action-packed movie uh and luke basson has some more serious ones too but they were so great there was the prof leon the professional um that one has john renault and uh, natalie portman in it actually and then the original french version la femme nikita and then there was an american remake called point of no return uh with i'm gonna forget the name of that her, her name escapes me but that her name will come back, but an American actress in there. That was, that was fantastic. So uh, just these, these incredible movies in the nineties and a huge one, Zach Phantom Menace episode one. Oh my God. You start out with Titanic and they're now talking about Phantom Menace. Oh boy. I think the nineties are going to get decimated by the eighties. I'm just saying <laughs> that if those are if those are the two movies that you're hanging your hat on, you're in serious trouble. Oh no 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 no! People lined like <clears throat> they. I, I remember Phantom Menace coming out right, and they lined like around the block to watch to watch Phantom Menace. And, and then they got then they got pissed off at George Lucas because they realized the movie wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. Oh, they just didn't have the vision. They just well, that didn't. that and they hadn't seen the new Star Wars movies that we've had to endure through. <laughs> Now they've they've all watched that. Now they go, hey, the Phantom Menace actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will also say I think you know both you and I love love Batman. Um, I love Batman Returns. I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was even better than the 1989 Batman. Um, you know we've we've got the whoa whoa. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna save yeah. my comments. Yeah, go I've ahead, got go too ahead. many things to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, I mean, I've got, you know, I love 1989 Batman too, but Batman Returns, I, I thought was even better. But I, I will say um, in the 90s, I believe, I feel, and this is, this is really true, the finest animated Batman movie ever was from the 90s. And that was uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And so I've, I've seen many animated Batman, but Batman Mask of the Phantasm is incredible um you know there's mystery there's love uh, there's action all of that um just a fantastic movie yeah i've got so much more but but i want to let you do, yeah i want to let you do let you go ahead and make some opening statements there as well zach okay yeah well let me crack my knuckles here where do i begin um first of all uh Judge, if you would so be so kind to let me approach the bench here because I think my my opponent needs to sit down and take a water break after some of the <laughs> some of the uh, things that he just stated in his opening argument here because your opening ar yeah while yes Titanic was a hugely grossing movie yeah um 
that's a terrible opening argument, Chris. Come on, man. <laughs> You're talking about a movie where we all know the ending already. The boat's we know the boat's gonna sink. And the romance, the ro- oh, the romance was awful. Oh, people awful. love the romance. I'm just saying people love the romance. They love the romance. Yeah, yeah they don't have good movie taste then because <laughs> oh my gosh, Titanic was your opening <laughs> argument, and then you bring in Phantom Menace. Well, I will say though, when it comes to Phantom Menace, I will say. Phantom Menace is I've always thought Phantom Menace was better than what people thought it was. Yeah. I've I've never been someone who's hated on Phantom Menace. Do I like Jar Jar Binks? No. Do I hate him the way people some people do? No. I could definitely live without him, but um I don't uh yeah, I don't hate Phantom Menace the way people people some people do. Um especially after the new Star Wars movies, the prequels are significantly better anyways. Um okay, so 1980s Picture it, if you will, the 1980s, right? The 1980s was a glory day. The 1980s was the time to be alive when it came to movies, when it came to being a teenager in high school, uh, all these things. I mean, it was the time to be alive. Maybe the cars weren't the greatest in the 1980s, but it was the time to be alive. We were given some of the most profound, most impactful most watched movies ever. You have movies in the 1980s that single-handedly changed the shape, course, and future of our cinematography. It changed the shape, course, and future of movie studios. And it changed the shape, course, and future of those watching them. So I want to give you a few franchises for those of you listening who are trying to decide as you listen to this debate what franchise you're, or what decade you're going to vote for as the greatest movie decade. And I'm here to tell you that the 1980s is an absolute slam dunk. The 90s had some incredible stuff, and I was very perturbed when I was going through the movies realizing how many of them I thought were fantastic that happened to fall in the 90s. But – they will not be out they will not outdo the 80s and here's why first of all let's start with some comedies real quick okay and some of these as i, I mentioned before chris at the beginning of our of this episode that there is some overlap for what you would consider some of them being comedies or science fiction or action or whatever but some of these movies people consider comedies and i'm going to call them comedies for now but let's first start out with one of the greatest spoof movies of all time, Airplane and Airplane Number Two. You know the uh, Roger, Roger. What's your vector, Victor? Do we have Clarence, Clarence? I mean, come on. It's it's Leslie Nielsen at his finest, right? Um, the Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and um, uh, was John Belushi, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Caddyshack, Stripes. These are foundational comedies with some of the greatest comedic minds ever. You're looking at other movies like Ghostbusters 1 and 2, which is actually considered more of a comedy by most people than you would be a science fiction movie. How about the Police Academy movies, or at least a a, a good portion of them? The National Lampoon's Vacation movies, to include the the greatest Christmas movie of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is a... That is an all-time favorite Christmas movie. Yes. All-time. How about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Matthew Broderick's crown jewel comedy, in my opinion. Two of my favorite comedies ever, 
Weekend at Bernie's. Well, actually, I think Weekend at Bernie's 2 came in the early 90s. But Weekend at Bernie's was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. I love it. It's it's one of those kind of – we would consider maybe a B-movie if you go back and listen to our B-movie episode. Um, is just incredible. Back to the Future, the first two of three, because I think the third one was in 1990. Back to the Future 1 and 2 uh, is part of my favorite movie franchise of all time. The Goonies, Beetlejuice, The Great Outdoors, Summer Rental, two really amazing John Candy movies. Uh, you talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, his first comedy, Twins. Uh, Major League, The Princess Bride, Turner and Hooch, Spies Like Us, Spaceballs. It goes on and on and on. Um, and I'll go back to some other ones later, but those are some real highlights. And then you talk about action movies. The 80s were full of action movies. You're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. These are the pinnacle, the top tips of the spear action movie stars. And they they broke onto the scene. A lot of them broke onto the scene in the 1980s. I, I know you had uh uh Stallone broke in with Rocky but he really took off with movies like Rambo you have Bruce Willis with Die Hard the Indiana Jones movies hello uh Predator which I know you're a big fan of Chris yeah the Lethal Weapon movies top if Top Gun doesn't ice the cake for the 1980s in this debate I don't know what does but <laughs> the now we didn't get Terminator 2 in the 1980s I know you guys got that and Terminator 2 is Sometimes considered the greatest sci-fi movie of all time, but we did get the first Terminator, which started the franchise. The second Aliens movies, Aliens movie, excuse me, which is considered the greatest in the franchise. And you, you lost me, Chris, when you said Batman Returns was better than the 1989 Batman, because the 1989 Batman is what we measure all Batman movies against. How could you not like Jack Nicholson as, as the Joker? That puts it over the top for me. Um you had several Schwarzenegger movies. The Running Man um, was was a great one. Uh, I look at one of my favorite action martial arts stars of all time, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I've mentioned him before. And yeah. you get his breakthrough role in Bloodsport, and you get Kickboxer. You get Steven Seagal in Above the Law. And, of course, the movie that started my martial arts journey, The Karate Kid. In fact, I believe two of the three Karate Kid movies were in the 80s. I think the third one. I think the third one was like 1990, maybe. Yeah, I think 1990. Yeah. yeah. So I missed missed out on that by just a skosh. And by the way, Chris, you barely got Total Recall. Total Recall was in 1990 as well, I believe, right? Uh 90 or 91, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought it was 1990, but either way, it barely fell in the 90s. So you got lucky there on that one. Uh, uh, so in those two categories, those are a few highlights um, for me. I'll go into some other ones here in a little bit, but just just by some of the movies I named off, I definitely feel like those movies, for those of you listening at home and keeping score as you're as you're tallying through trying to figure out who you're going to vote for, uh, those movies I mentioned alone, I feel like put the 80s over the top. And I haven't even gotten to the dramas and the thrillers. I haven't gotten to the sci-fi stuff yet, although there is some carryover from some of those those first two categories into the sci-fi and fantasy realm. But, uh, Chris, I'm curious now to hear some more or, or some initial evidence besides what you already given to, uh, to your 1990s backing. Well, in, com in comedies, you did, you did name some good comedies, and I don't have 
a good background in in the comedy movies, but I know that one of the most popular Star Trek movies that is not a Star Trek movie, that is a comedy, that you will remember Galaxy Quest. Yes. Yes, that 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 it is it is so revered and so well loved that they had to make a documentary on Galaxy Quest. So that definitely stands as a hallmark to comedy. And that movie was better than Star Trek V. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely better than the motion picture. Yeah. 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 I didn't put Star Trek V on this list. What did I? No. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, and then, you know, comedies. We had some great comedies, though, in the 90s. If you remember Wayne's World 1 and 2, the Wayne's World movies. And, I do. Yeah. And the Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and Excellent Adventure. Yep. And the Men in Black. I don't know. I don't know if, if if the trilogy was all in the 90s, but at least the very first Men in Black. I believe the I believe the first two were. The third one was made sometime later, and that was in the 2000s. So you, you at least get the first two movies, I believe. Yeah. Now in the 90s, when we talk about action movies, this is something I, I thought about. The 90s really, I felt, were the birth of the Michael Bay action movies. This, this kind of very cinematic and theatrical action-ness that happens on screen. The 90s- Ooh, I like that. I like that, Chris. Action-ness. Action-ness. That's nice. The, I like, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> the 90s gave birth to bad boys <laughs> that one movie i didn't i had i had no expectations when i saw bad boys in the theaters but bad boys was such a <clears throat> it was such a spectacle of action so you had bad boys face off with travolta and nicholas cage which was incredible and face off was uh, was when john Wu, the director a hong kong director started making you know he came over to hollywood and started making hollywood uh, movies for american audiences and world audiences so that started to happen with with action movies not to mention the rock and con air you know the rock with uh um sean connery and again another nicholas page and our boy michael bean was in it too and i yep. think I think Ed Harris w was in it as well. Yeah, that that that's one of my one of my guys right there, Ed Harris. I love me some Ed Harris. Yeah, he yeah. was a fantastic like. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah, and Claire Forlani, Claire Forlani as as uh, Sean Connery's daughter. Oh, that that was an awesome epic movie. Yeah, so you talk about action. You've got incredible action happening, you know, happening in the nineties there. Um, yeah, so that's just 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 some of them even die hard with a vengeance you know that was there in the 90s and some incredible incredible thrillers you you had these great team-ups like with al pacino and de niro on a few different films and you had one with al pacino and de niro and even val kilmer um uh a movie that came out in 95 called heat that was directed by Michael Mann, and what an intense, um, an incredible, you know, thriller that that one was. Just that one was just awesome to watch, and so 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 intense. 
So all, all of those, man. And you talk about action. Do you remember speed with Keanu? Oh, Reed? yes. Bullock? Oh, yeah. Sandra Bullock's my girl. So I know, yeah. I know me some Sandra Bullock movies. <laughs> yeah. That the 90s had the speed phenomenon. I mean, speed was some speed was a movie that I watched it. And then I watched it immediately after again. So I had two viewings right there of speed, like back to back. Cause I was like, wow, you know, Keanu speed and, De- and Dennis Hopper. Uh, what an incredible movie that was. So just some of them um, not to get in there, but that, that is some of my kind of response to some of the action and, and comedies. Um, but also some of natural, natural disaster movies. I'm trying to remember some natural disaster movies from, the 80s and none are coming to my mind too too much but in in the 90s natural disaster movies we had twister you know that movie about her um with with tornadoes with our man like bill paxton again yep and helen hunt and helen hunt yeah we had dante's inferno we had volcano volcano i think had tommy lee jones correct yeah that's such a good movie i like that movie yeah yeah so we had quite a few different like natural disaster movies uh in the 90s and the Hallmark Jurassic Park. That was there. I think yeah, I, I'm not I'm not happy the fact that you get that one. But yes, yeah. I, I agree. It was in the 90s. Yeah. Jur- Jurassic Park changed everything. That changed everything from, uh, you know, how uh, how the movie was put together to all of the technology and visual effects that got presented on the movie to opening up children's eyes around the world to become future paleontologists. It was because of Jurassic Park that we we don't know. There might be some brilliant scientist out there inspired from Jurassic Park that may like, who knows, might be trying to craft an actual dinosaur right now inspired because of that 90 movies from Jurassic Park. So I, I'll say like Jurassic Park, man, that's in the nineties. That was, that was huge. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That, that was a good movie. It was, I mean, you, you listed off some good movies so far, Chris. I, I, I must admit the nineties was full of great stuff, but you know, uh, there were so many good movies in the eighties though. This is why we're having this debate, though, right? Because it, it's 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 so hard to decide that we're leaving it up to you, the audience, t- to decide. Um, I I still would as much as and there you mentioned some phenomenal movies in the '90s so far, yeah. But I'm still leaning on the '80s. The '80s is is, is my client that I'm arguing for here, <laughs> and uh, I I got I still got to give hand to the '80s. I know you're gonna still give hand to the '90s. Um, now, the 80s, the 80s, I think, started a revolution when it came to science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. The beginnings of what we know now as sci-fi and fantasy really, I think, was born in the 1980s. The 1980s began to give us because, you know, before the 1980s, sci-fi really wasn't that popular, especially like you look at like the 1950s and the 60s and even in, to an extent, even in the 70s. It really wasn't until the very late 70s. But 
I think the 1980s is really that decade that began to make science fiction popular in you know your everyday movies and the movies that came out and so forth. And there are some incredible movies. Yeah. There are some movies that came out in the 80s, Chris, that are sci-fi that are going to hurt when I mention them because they are among some of your most favorite movies of all time. Indeed. And they are not in the decade that you're arguing for. Indeed. But so sci-fi, fantasy, dramas, thrillers, still some more to come. Let's take a break, Chris. Let's give the audience a chance to decompress for a moment, gather their thoughts and during the break. And when we come back, let's jump back in. Let's give some more supporting evidence for each of our decades. We'll talk about the sci-fi and fantasy. We'll talk about the dramas. Uh, and then maybe even, you know, I, I, I've written down some, some remakes, reboots, and continuations of stuff that originally started in the 1980s as more evidence for, for support of, of my decade. So let's get, let's get a break right here, Chris. Let's come back. Let's continue looking at the evidence we have in our debate, the great nerd debate number two, 1980s versus 1990s. Who you got? Let us know. We'll be right back after these messages. Right, we're back, and we are looking at the 1980s versus the 1990s in our great nerd debate number two. Now, Chris, uh, thinking back on the first segment here, as I'm thinking through this on our break, I think both decades have made some good points so far. Yes. I think both decades have some really fantastic movies and some fantastic franchises. I still think the '80s has got it, but let's let's continue. Let's 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 keep laying out our evidence here as we look in this debate and and this unique episode that we're doing here for our podcast because this is not the normal type of episode that we do. But let's keep looking at the evidence. You know, we we have some different categories we've looked at with comedies and with action movies and some absolute mega franchises and movies that have taken place during the 1980s and 1990s. But there's also science fiction and fantasy movies, dramas and thrillers and other types of movies. Go ahead, Chris. L lay out some more evidence for the 90s, uh, and, and then uh, and then I'll, I'll lay out my evidence after. Yeah, yeah. And if you, um, if you recall the, the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire movies, right, that came out in the 2000s, the, the 90s presented this decade where that director sam raimi was able to lay down and present some of his incredible work you know to catapult catapult him to be able to do things like spider-man um and even the most recent you know doctor strange movie so he was able in the 90s to do army of darkness that incredible movie with with bruce campbell and this just uh army of army of like undead zombies and it was a comedy too. It was funny, uh, and then Evil Dead Two, uh, which which was funny. It was a remake of of the first first Evil Dead, and then we've got Sam Raimi also doing Dark Man, uh, Dark Dark Man with um oh oh gosh the actors right on the tip of tip of my mind uh, Qui Gon Qui Gon Jinn, uh, the actor from Qui Gon Jinn. So he was for uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. He was in Dark Man, and that was an incredible role um, that, that he had. So Sam Raimi in the 90s was solid, foundational, and that propelled him into even greater work that, that he did. 
you know, we had some incredible cult movies from the 90s. I'm just going to name one right now. Um, but this this movie has a cult following. Um, it was tragic. But The Crow, The Crow with the late Brandon Lee. Uh, a very, very dark movie, um, but beautiful at the same time. But done so well that it still has a very, very strong following, like to this day. Um, and that was by director Alex Proyas, who um, we, we saw him do some great work with like iRobot um, and some other great work that he did. When we think about fantasy movies, we got to remember the 90s was the first Jumanji movie that came 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 out that was from the yeah, with Ron. that's true yeah Ron, Ron. I, I, i'd forgotten about that that's good yeah 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 so so that came out of that which wasn't which which was awesome and you know i know you love arnold schwarzenegger we we both love arnold schwarzenegger yes 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 yeah and and you know we we, we can't forget he had you know he's got so many films in the 90s but we had eraser which i know is a favorite of yours but that is in the 90s man uh, in the 90s in killing his- me yes yes eraser is my favorite schwarzenegger movie i know it's crazy over terminator 2 and stuff they're all uh, fantastic but yeah eraser is amazing yeah yeah we had him in end of days too end of days uh i guess that i, I learned that was just right at like 1999 so that just made it in the 90s now we're both Bond fans too, you know. We we both love James Bond. Um, you know, your favorite James Bond is Pierce Brosnan, and we've got to remember that the '90s was all about in James Bond, Golden Eye, the first James Bond movie with him, wasn't. And excuse me, did I did I say did I I said Pierce Brosnan, right? I don't remember if I did. Yes, I did. yes, you yeah, did. Yep, I, you yeah. sure did. Yes, yeah. Just keep twisting the knife on that one. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> and we had some incredible ones from there, right? Because it didn't. It's not. He had tomorrow. Tomorrow never dies, and the world is not enough. Like after that, and what you know, Zach? Zach, what what is your favorite Star Trek um, movie again? Um, Star Trek first contact yeah guess what decade that was from let me guess the 1990s <laughs> <laughs> that was way, it. To add, way to add a rhetorical question there chris <laughs> i know i just wanted to make sure that you know you acknowledged that it was all good oh, oh don't worry i have several things you must acknowledge coming soon don't worry don't worry <laughs> oh yeah we um but some other fantasy ones that that i love from uh, the, the mummy i don't think i I mentioned that one yet. That was from, uh, but the Mummy, I believe, was either a trilogy or a four movie series. But the first Mummy movie came from um, ninety eight or ninety nine, and that was from director Stephen Summers, um, and Brandon Fraser was in that. And what a what a great action filled um, movie, and just a lot tremendous amount of fun that one was. So so that was great, but. Um, let me let me pause right let me pause right there because I will go I'll I'll keep going on and on and on and on but uh, uh, let me pause right there Your Honor so that my 
esteemed other uh, opponent can give a chance to to respond and talk. Wow, the, your honor, I was called esteemed. I think he's just trying to butter you up <laughs> to try to vote for his decade on this one, but it's not going to work. Oh, while while you may have gotten. In my opinion, the greatest Bond movie of all time in Goldeneye, the greatest Bond of all time in Pierce Brosnan, and the greatest Schwarzenegger movie in Eraser, or maybe not the great, but my favorite Schwarzenegger movie in Eraser. I, I will see your Eraser, I will see your Goldeneye, and I will see your Pierce Brosnan. And Chris, I will raise you Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Ugh. Blade Runner, and Dune. Oh... Yeah, those How about are... them apples? Oh, because I know those are right up your alley as some of your favorite movies of all time, especially Blade. I know how huge of a Blade Runner fan you are, and I know how big of a Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan fan you are. And just so you just just to make sure you're also following, what decade did those two movies fall under? Was it the <laughs> '80s or was it the '90s? Oh, objection. I'm not leading. It's not a leading question. I'm asking you. Maybe it's a leading question. Okay. I'll, all right. You know what? I'll, I'll withdraw that, Your Honor. I'll withdraw that. You know what decade they fell in, Chris, and that's the 1980s. Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan is considered by many to be the greatest Star Trek movie of all time. I think it's a very, very close second to Star Trek First Contact. It's like 1A and 1B with for for me with those movies. But um, – yeah, we got we got Blade Runner. That's that, that's a big one for you, Chris. That's a big one that you do not get in your decade. Yeah, we get Blade Runner. Um, and I know you're a big Dune fan as well with the books and the movies and stuff. And so Dune is also 1980s. Indeed, yes. So let me ask you this: um, What? And th this is not a leading question, Your Honor. I'm legitimately asking to make sure he knows what the right answer is. <laughs> what? Maybe that's a definition of leading. Okay. Anyways, what's the what, what do you what do you consider the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, Chris? Uh, oh man, you asked that, didn't you? Oh, oh, I did. Oh. What 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 movie and what Star Wars movie is is your favorite of all time? Do you have do you have a favorite one? I do. Yes, I do. What is it? I do. Empire Strikes Back. Mm, that's that's very very interesting that you mentioned that because. The Empire Strikes Back happens to fall in 1980, which happens to be in my decade, along with Return of the Jedi. So two of the three original trilogy movies fall in my decade. You didn't get any of the original trilogy. You got Phantom Menace. Good luck with that. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, I do like Phantom Menace, but I'll take Empire and Return of the Jedi any day over that movie. Um, a movie that was huge at the time, and for a long time it was a highly grossing movie, and that was E.T., Yes. A very highly quoted movie, E.T. Phone Home. Um, how about another Michael Bean movie that also has my man Ed Harris in it and several other big names, and that is The Abyss. Oh. A really cool underwater sci-fi type of movie. Um, I do put Terminator down here again because I would list it as considered a sci-fi movie. We get RoboCop. Yeah. Um. I think an underrated Jean-Claude Van Damme movie in Cyborg. And we get an, kind of an off-the-wall sci-fi movie. If you're a deep, deep sci-fi fan, then you've heard of this movie. If you haven't, I recommend ch checking it out. It's got my man Michael Ironside in it called Scanners. 
Yes. A very uh, guy. The scanners has a very big cult following as well. So I would consider that in the. I don't know about you, Chris. I would consider that in the B movie category, like a mm-hmm. B sci-fi movie, but a very good B sci-fi movie. Agree. Agree. Um, we also have Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, which was better than the original Mad Max. And then again, if you're and if you're if I'm gonna double tap a movie or a franchise from comedy to this, it's gonna be Ghostbusters one and two. Uh, most people consider it a comedy more than a sci-fi. I would consider it a comedic sci-fi. I guess you want to combine the two. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like to raise those things you brought up, and uh, you know, j- especially Wrath of Khan and Blade Runner. I've got I've got to raise you up on the movie, the stuff you um, mentioned with yep. those two, because those two are going to hit hard, uh, hit hit home for you very hard. Yeah, you know they hit me hard. Yeah, those are those are the those are some movies that make me make me who I am. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, except for you're not hunting replicants though in your day day to day life though, right? That's not a. I am not. Yeah. At least not. At least not <laughs> anymore. You left that that world that life behind. So. Yeah, that's all. That's all in the past now for me. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But we, we we would be remiss now. Of course, we're not going to mention rom coms, romantic comedies, because that's not really my thing. There, I'm sure. There are lots of those movies I could mention in the 1980s, like Footloose and Dirty Dancing and things like that. I've actually never seen either one of those movies, so I can't speak to them. I just know them because my wife likes them. Uh, and don't and don't say, oh, you're just saying that to cover for yourself on the show. No, I am legitimately have never seen those two movies. Um, we're not mentioning rom-coms and, and things like that. We're not mentioning kids' movies and stuff. These are We kind of have these categories. So we are leaving some stuff out, and, I'm, and I, obviously we're, we're leaving out – movies that I'm sure people are going to be listening to this going, oh, you didn't mention this. Well, you didn't mention that. How come you left this one off? Because we don't have the time to cover every single movie in the decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and we may not have remembered some. So if people if people can offer some in the comments, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, it's a okay. very good chance with me that I'm not going to remember some. So yeah. let's just get that out of there. But there, besides the movies we've already mentioned, Chris, uh, we have another category that we've kind of discussed. Uh, dramas, thrillers, others, you know, movies that don't quite fit in to the other categories that we've kind of laid stuff out in. So what's some more evidence supporting your 1990s decade uh, with movies that that you felt really didn't fit maybe in some of the other categories, but ones that you definitely felt needed to be mentioned? Yeah. Uh, um, you remember Mars Attacks? It's a, it's, it's a, it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's, it was not like a huge blockbuster uh, movie, but it was big. Yeah, it had it had one of the biggest casts I've ever seen. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, it was darkly humorous and loved uh, loved it a lot. I think Annette Bening was in it as well as uh, Warren Beatty. I want to say, but. I, uh, I might be off on that. And you had Jack Nicholson, Michael J. Fox. Um, yeah. uh, oh, geez, I'm I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, he's been in a lot of comedies. Uh, Glenn Close, I believe, was in it. Yes. A lot. I mean, the, I think the funniest scene in that movie is where you see Michael J. Fox's head attached to the Chihuahua's body. That yeah. was hysterical. Yeah, that was. Um, so we had that happen in the in the '90s. I thought that was really really uh, a clever and a good one. Uh, to mention, we had Ronan. Uh, Ronan was a fantastic '90s thriller. 
uh, Ronan with Robert De Niro, uh, Jean Reno. Great movie. And Sean Bean. That wow. had one of the best car chases ever yeah. in that movie. Yes, it did. Um, man, it makes me want to go watch it again, actually, just talking about that movie and kind of um, listening and listening to it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, this, you remember, we back when we were talking about uh, B-movies, I think we mentioned this in, in the B-movies, but... W- a spectacular movie. And I, I think it was only because this, this could have only been possible in the nineties. Waterworld. That was in the, you know, I don't, maybe we call it sci-fi. I had it, I had been thinking about, about it in, in others, but Waterworld was there. And it's kind of an honorable mention for us to, mm. to talk about that happening in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting, interesting sci-fi one. A kind of a cerebral one was was Thirteenth Floor. That's in there, um, and another Tim Burton movie that I think falls in this drama, thrillers, and others category that I loved was uh, Sleepy Hollow. So Johnny Depp was in it, um, and Tim Burton at his at his finest, and it was a creepy, scary. Uh, I don't think it was too too gory, but but it was in there, and it was a great, great, fun, fun movie. Um, we had, you know, and I realized through this process, I'm not. I think we're both not like romantic comedy like watchers of too much, um, or and myself myself when I look at the movies I usually watch, it's just it's mostly it's mostly science fiction or or fantasy uh based and and some some action not a lot of drama but the 90s had incredible dramatic movies i mean we had one that um we talk about a lot forrest gump and the green mile um i just felt like running yeah 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 and shawshank redemption i think i think that i want to say that's the 90s hmm kind of limits my uh, uh, as the audience can tell my not my knowledge on on drama movies is pretty limited <laughs> but i guess that's okay <laughs> so yeah the shawshank redemption was a uh, 1994 so that was in your decade yeah yeah yep yeah I, that was one i i loved that was that was an incredible movie 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 and moving movie um yeah so yeah, that's that's some of the ones that came to my mind, just right off the top of my my mind for some of the dramas, thrillers, and other categories through the '90s. Um, but curious to, you know, what you've got too. Well, you you brought up some some again some very good yeah. movies, Chris, uh, for sure. Some ones uh, that are that are definitely. Um, in kind of their own category, like you mentioned, you know, ones that maybe didn't quite fit in the ones we talked about before. Uh, for me, I, I put in some movies here. I, a lot of them are, are um, dramas uh, or ones that maybe didn't fit in the other categories. Um, I you, know, you look at The Right Stuff, yeah, which is a great movie about the original Mercury 7 astronauts. They actually went back and remade that movie into a miniseries. And I can't remember what channel it was on, but I watched the miniseries and it was fantastic. 
Um, but the right stuff was a great look at the original Mercury 7 astronauts. You had the Outsiders, which had an incredible cast that became big later on in life. I think Patrick Swayze was in that movie. Ralph Macchio was in that movie. Uh, I believe uh, was Will Wheaton in that movie. Um, there was a there was a lot of big names in that movie when in there when they were still very young. In fact, I think Ralph Macchio did the Outsiders before he ever was ever the Karate Kid. Interesting. Okay, I think don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he filmed that before he made that movie before Karate Kid because the Karate Kid was 1984, I think. I want to say Outsiders was 83, maybe. Um, you got some really uh, incredibly powerful um, military war movies uh, such as Full Metal Jacket, which is a very highly quoted uh, movie from the scene with the drill sergeant. It's not PC anymore, politically yeah. correct anymore. Um, Platoon with uh, Charlie Charlie Sheen was in that movie. Yeah, uh, another Charlie Sheen movie, Wall Street with him. Michael Douglas was a, was a really good look at the Wall Street life and the traders and. And uh, you look at the movie Wolf of Wall Street, um, which is not the same as Wall Street, but it in the same vein as that movie. Uh, you have a movie that has maybe one of the most quoted lines of all time in cinematography history in Scarface. Say hello to my little friend, right? Yes. That's highly quoted. That was one of the most quoted movies I can think of, honestly. Um, you got Rocky 3 and 4. You got... Uh, two incredibly powerful Kevin Costner movies. And he, you you know he is one of my top two, three favorite actors of all time. Yeah. And that is Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. They are two baseball movies, um, but they are uh, um, very, very powerful, very fun um, movies to watch. Um, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't put those. Um, I'm actually a little bit surprised, Chris, that you didn't mention in 1990, because it just barely made it into your decade, unfortunately, yeah. was an epic Kevin Costner movie that won him an Oscar, and that is Dances with Wolves. That's a drama movie. You know, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I missed that. Well, I obviously missed it. Uh, now, Your Honor, I'm not bringing uh, evidence to use against myself, but as a Kevin Costner fan, I mu I would be remiss if I didn't mention that in the same vein as other great movies of his, such as Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. I did want to highlight one movie in particular, Chris, on my list of these other drama thriller type movies from, from the 80s. And that is a movie that I don't know that everybody's seen, but it's so powerful, it's so memorable, and has the incredibly talented, incredibly amazing actor, Edward James Olmos in it, who plays Admiral Adama in Battlestar Galactica, amongst many other things, is a movie he did called Stand and Deliver. This is a powerful movie about a math teacher who teaches at an inner city school, and the school is just made up of you know, people who are these kids who aren't going to go anywhere. They're all going to drop out or they're in gangs and all sorts of like that. And he – it's based on a true story. He teaches them all this advanced math, and they all go on to go to college and get college degrees. Mm. If you've never – I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. If you've never seen it, or if you listen, have never seen Stand and Deliver, it is a must-watch. If Have you seen it, Chris? No, I have not. Okay. Please do me a favor and make time to watch it. Okay. It is an absolutely incredible movie. I think the first time I ever saw it was actually in school. Um, a year, obviously a long time ago, decades ago now, 
Uh, and it really is a powerful movie. It's one of my favorite drama movies of all time. The patience, the love, and the um, devotion that this teacher, that Edward James almost plays. And again, it's, 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 it's a true, this is a true story, this movie is, um, is really spectacular. The way he fights for the kids, and by fights for them, I mean fights against the school to keep their program, the, the, this math program going and everything else and helping them. And, and it's just, it's really powerful. And I think it's, there's a lot of lessons in that movie that we could all take from. Nice. And that was the 1980s, by the way. So a couple other, uh, uh, um, you know, last minute add-ons here as far as honorable mentions, things like Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. And there are some other movies that I didn't mention that were Tom Cruise movies from the 80s that are fantastic too. Um, Risky Business was one of them. Uh, uh, there's a racing movie. Well, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head that he was in. Um, the Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, I yeah. think. Is that an 80s movie? I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Um, but other games, Matthew Broderick, a classic Matthew Broderick movie called War Games. That's an epic one. Uh, Pet Cemetery is an epic, I think it's the best Stephen King movie book, period. Um, and then one movie that maybe not everybody else has seen either that I, I own it. I think it's a great movie. I've seen it several times, uh, to our rest in peace, Robin Williams. And that is Dead Poet Society. Yes. Un Have you seen it? It, yes, it, it was. Uh, but a long time ago. Yeah. Very great movie. If you guys have not seen it, Dead Poet Society is another movie to put on your list. Um, it's, again, about a teacher who cares deeply about his students and does a lot for them and goes the extra mile. And um, having been a teacher myself, um, it's really powerful. And really, it's a really, really, really good Robin Williams movie. Robin Williams is always was always known for his comedies, but he did a few drama movies like um, – uh, uh, that one about what dreams may come, yes. um, Patch Adams, which has some humor, but it's really a, a drama movie. Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting. Um, there's there the, the the drama movies that will um, Robin Williams did were incredible, but Dead Poet Society I think is a movie that not a lot of people have seen, but it really is. If you're a Robin Williams fan or or a movie a fan of dramatic movies, it's a must watch for sure. But out of all those movies, Chris, I gotta highlight Stand and Deliver as a movie that not a lot of people have heard of, but it is a must, must, must see, and you will be absolutely um, thankful that you spent the time to watch that movie because it's incredible. Nice. In fact, one day I hope I get to meet Edward James almost at a convention and just let him know how much I absolutely enjoyed that work, that movie, and I think it's one of his best performances he's ever done. So, anyways, not to go down that rabbit trail, but uh, so yeah. I, I really, for me, Chris, I don't know about you for the 1980s, but for the or the 1990s, but the 1980s had a lot of movies that they have since gone on and done remakes, reboots, or continuations of, and I think that speaks to the testament in in my defense of my decade. And so I look at movies, franchises such as RoboCop, mm -hmm. The Karate Kid. Now, the Karate Kid remake with Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid was awful, but they, they, they did remake it. They also continued it on with Cobra Kai, which is one of the most highly rated shows on Netflix. Yes. And on any streaming service. So the Karate Kid franchise got a continuation. They got, it got a remake and a continuation. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, they both had many iterations of that movie. Red Dawn was remade later on. 
Uh, Pet Cemetery was was made again in the, in the 90s. Uh, they made Pet Cemetery 2, and then they made a, a remake of it um, several years ago. Uh, Top Gun. I mean, come on. We just had Top Gun Maverick, and that movie was incredible. I know you haven't seen it yet, though, right? No, no. I have not seen okay. it. Looking forward that to movie that. was incredible. It was a great a follow-on movie to the original. Ghostbusters got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. And that that has been an unbelievably successful continuation of that franchise. Tron got Tron Legacy. Blade Runner got Blade Runner 2049. Apparently, I found this out today when I was doing some research, that the movie Clue, which is a great comedy from the 1980s, another piece of evidence for this decade apparently it's getting remade i don't know why but it's getting remade with ryan reynolds so i guess deadpool is coming to clue i don't know clue, clue. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen clue it's a 1980s comedy movie uh like whodunit movie that's based off of the board game clue and it had like tim curry and christopher lloyd and a bunch of other people in it and uh it's ab- absolutely fantastic the dvd or blu-ray actually has three different endings to the movie which is really fantastic so uh, another uh, 1980s movie that I would highly recommend you go watch. Um, so I think that's probably a bulk of my of the evidence for my decade, Chris. Do you have any any additional evidence you want to add before we get into our closing arguments? Thinking through that, Zach. I am, I'm thinking through that, Zach. When you started talking about the remakes, reboots, or continuations from movies that I'm thinking from the nineties. I'm aware of some from the nineties, but I'm not going to introduce any of those as evidence because I don't think that they uh, were very good. The remakes in, in modern day where they tried to take them from the nineties. Well, just- I, I will say though, Chris, I did mention the karate kid remake, which was horrid. Although the Cobra Kai follow on has been amazing, but the Karate Kid remake wasn't very good. Some of the Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street movies have been very good. The RoboCop one was not good at all. Um, so, yeah, not all of these have been successful, but there's a lot that I listed that have really been fantastic. Yeah, I, I will say in the uh, – this was not so much uh, a remake of the movie from the 90s, but it was a movie in the 90s uh, where they – where they did a reboot from the '60s TV show Mission Impossible, uh, the Tom Tom Cruise Mission Impossible series, and they're still making those movies. Yeah, they're making another one coming out this year or next year. So yeah, that's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, those are uh, well, gosh, that's amongst my favorite franchise. Just the, the, they're they are incredible. They do just such a great job. But you didn't uh, mention you didn't mention them in action movies, did you? I don't think you mentioned. I, did, I don't. I, I, I don't not, think you no. mentioned Mission Impossible at all. They're one of your favorite, Chris. And you didn't mention Mission Impossible because it only got one. There's only one in the '90s. Yeah, but but that still started the franchise. I mean, most people have never seen the show. The show was was decent, but most people have never seen it. The actual movie franchise, because we're not talking about TV shows, just movies, right? The movie franchise started the '90 in the '90s, so you should take credit for that. Movie, yeah, '96. Yeah, '96 was the. First Mission Impossible movie. That's the only one that was in the 90s. The rest came 2000. I think Mission Impossible 2 was 2000 and it came after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'm taking. Yeah, so at least you got one of them. I am introducing that, Your Honor. Yeah. Hey, uh, objection, Your Honor. Uh, I actually actually brought that up. So can that be used as evidence or. 
Um, can that, can that, I don't, that wasn't discussed prior to this uh, meeting. So I don't know that that can be submitted as, as evidence in this debate, your honor. I, I'm just saying, ah, uh, <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just kidding. Chris. I'm just kidding. If, if we can use, if we can use legal loopholes, um, then, then conceivably, this is a far stretch sack, very, very far stretch, but I can use, and that's my, my golden retriever river agreeing with me. I can uh, use uh, your, the, your honor. Can, can you, can you call, can you call order in the court? Because I believe the, the, uh, the audience is getting out of hand here as, 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 as evident by the noise in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can introduce the remake, the, the remastered, the remastered Star Wars original trilogy that they re-released in the theaters in the nineties. <laughs> uh, uh, there you objection, go. Objection, Your Honor. George Lucas should have never tampered with those. I liked those remasters. They were good. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> but 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 Chris, you you just said that they're that they were good. This this is the same person who started out his argument with the Titanic. So come on. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just stating the the fact that um, whether we like or don't like Titanic, that's like still amongst one of the highest grossing films of all time. That is true. I will give you that. That is true. That's yeah. true. And then how did you get, you know, how did they get all those people to watch the movie when everyone already knew how it ended? That's some, that's some skill. Uh, I mean, take- I, I mean, they just showed cool clips in the trailer and thought, Hey, this will get people in the theaters. Why not? You know, <laughs> I don't know that they'd ever made a movie. I don't know a movie had ever been made about the Titanic crash, had it? Is there was there ever an older movie of it, or is it just that one that was made in the nineties? Uh, I think you're right. I think just in the nineties, because I think they were still searching for the for the actual ship through the eighties, right? Well, I don't remember when they actually found the wreckage, um, but it was. It was in the recent decades when they actually found the wreckage, either 80s or 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can. I can see that. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Chris, let's 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 go into our let's go into our our final closing arguments for our decade. Since you started us off, why don't you go ahead and start us off here with your closing arguments? 90s saw some of the most incredible action movies, um, science fiction movies that there are, period. We had the the introduction of the Michael Bay style of action movies. I'll say Michael Bayness. That really changed the, changed kind of the visual look of a- action movies uh, to this day. Um, you know, we, we had just some of the most incredible science fiction movies of all time. I mean, just, just saying Terminator to judgment day. Um, again, the start of the mission impossible series of movies with the first mission impossible movie, mission impossible movie. We had the landmark foundational first Jurassic park movie that changed completely changed visual effects in movies to this day and inspired a generation of children to go into paleontology and to study dinosaurs. Uh, you know, we, we had uh, just these, these 
great starts and continuations for direct from directors like like Sam Raimi um, doing Army of Darkness, propelling him in to the Spider-Man movies. Um, and we we had just just so many other like great, great, great movies. I believe I even I don't, I don't recall if I mentioned before, but we had the Matrix and the, you know, the Matrix is still going on um, today with with that last remake. Now, the only movie from the Matrix in the 90s was the first Matrix movie. But what a hallmark movie, you know, that was. Then, of course, we've got Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, which to me, I think everyone is acknowledging that it is much, much, much better than when uh, some of the fans originally thought. You know, that movie had people lining around the block, camping in front of the movie theaters to watch. So the 90s just had so many hallmark, memorable movies for us and, and truly, truly like this this golden and wonderful age um, for movies that we still love today. Yeah, Zach. Back to you. All right. Well, for those of you listening and your honor in the court, uh, Chris has made some compelling evidence. He's, he's listed some pretty pretty big movies, some pretty important movies, and some pretty significant franchises. But the 1980s brought it. It gave us some of the biggest franchises that are still just as popular today, if not more popular, than ever before. They spawn people to to convert cars into uh, ghost catching cars into time machines they they have the movies that have inspired people to go train in martial arts movies that have inspired generations of people to go be pilots and fighter pilots in the United States Navy and the United States Air Force we've had some of the greatest exploration franchises of all time and things like Indiana Jones We've had some of the greatest martial arts movies and really the revolution of martial arts kicking off with uh, movies by actors such as Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who arguably has one of the greatest martial arts movies of all time in Bloodsport. You have The Karate Kid, which inspired an entire generation, including myself, to begin their martial arts journeys. We have a, starts of, the, we have a start of franchises that completely revolutionized the sci-fi genre. Things like uh, Predator, Aliens, The Terminator, the greatest Batman movie of all time, the 1989 Batman, with the best Batman of all time in Michael Keaton. We had some incredibly powerful dramas uh, and movies that are so highly quoted, like Scarface, Say Hello to My Little Friend. And we had some unbelievably hilarious comedies in movies like Caddyshack, Blues Brothers, Stripes, Weekend at Bernie's, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And you could even consider Ghostbusters, Back to the Future 1 and 2, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, The Goonies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Spaceballs, Beetlejuice, The List, The Princess Bride. The list goes on and on and on. The list is so long, it's hard to fathom how incredibly jam-packed 10 years can be of amazing movies, amazing franchises. And let's not forget, there are some movies in there, Your Honor, that the other side of the aisle finds very 
very fascinating and very incredible. <laughs> Things like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Blade Runner, Dune, some landmark science fiction movies that if they were not made, the 1990 sci-fi movies w may not have been made either or may have been made very differently and maybe they wouldn't be as good. The 1980s was the beginning of the science fiction revolution, in my mind, in my opinion, for movies. It put sci-fi on the map as a powerhouse category at the movie theaters when you go to watch movies. It really did. So, Your Honor, that's my argument, and those in our audience listening who are going to do our vote, that's my argument for the 1980s. I hope you'll vote my way. If you don't, your other option, obviously, is the 1990s, and we can't wait to hear what you guys think and what uh, what decade you vote for based on the the evidence laid out and the arguments that have been made by myself and by Chris. Yes. So Chris, at the end of all this, this was a unique and a, a uniquely different episode here for our podcast. But yeah. this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed it has been a lot of fun. I, you know there are uh there's even more movies that I've thought of now that um, that you and I can talk about off offline that have come to my mind. Uh, movies from both the 80s and, and 90s. Um, but boy, it has been a lot of fun just thinking about these movies and thinking about how great they were these decades. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They really were fantastic. Um, and I think that's really why at the end of the day, we, we came down to and narrowed it down to these two decades, right? Um, there have been a lot of amazing movies that have come out in the last 22 years since the turn of this of the millennium and turn of the century uh, in the from the year 2000 into current, right? There's yeah. been a ton of great movies. And honestly, talking about the 80s and 90s, we, we didn't even touch on TV shows. There was an, an unbelievable amount of TV shows in the 80s and 90s that were on. So many we could get into, but we just focused on movies. Yeah. And, 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 um, the impact of those movies in these two, these two um, decades. Obviously, uh, you know the the fifties and the sixties and the seventies. They had their their decade of some great movies, but we decided, you know, after having several discussions, that the eighties and nineties were the two decades that we wanted to bring head to head because we felt they were so jam packed full of so much goodness. And you know, honestly, Chris, I think about it, right? Like in today's world, and 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 tell me if you, you feel differently about this. In today's world, I feel like so many movies nowadays are just reboots or continuations or remakes of movies from the two decades we just mentioned, or even some from the 70s and 60s. But a lot of reboots, remakes, and continuations from the 80s and 90s, I feel like that's a lot of what the movies are today, and it was sprinkled in with a few new ideas. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that. And and I do acknowledge that um, you know, I'm likely biased, right? I'm, I'm likely biased thinking like all these – all these modern movies just take away from um, are just taking from these movies from the eighties and nineties, but, but that, that's okay. I mean, you, you think about uh, um, these eighties and nineties movies uh, and you think about our theme parks, theme parks, you know, used these themes from these movies. When you think about like ET, you think about back to the future. Uh, it, those movies were so impactful that theme parks. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars Land at Disney. Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, they're using them as, as themes in, in their in their parks. So, just, yeah, 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 incredible. The, these, you know, this our current decade, and our immediate preceding decade. The movies are just not the same. 
they're, they're not, they're not like that. And, and I acknowledge, you know, likely I'm biased, but, but, um, but I do think there's some truth in that too. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, and I think that's why we narrowed it down to these two decades. And you're right, we are biased because the 80s and 90s were the, you know, as we both grew older, the 80s and 90s, you know, I I know you're, you know, a little older than me, but, but um, the 80s and 90s for us were two really impactful decades when it came to movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Significantly impactful. I grew up in the, in the, in the 80s and the 90s. And, and, uh, you know, I remember so many, uh, of those movies being impactful, and there, there's movies that I have on the list in my notes here. I didn't even mention just for the sake of time. I mean, so many uh, that I could have mentioned. You know, com- you know, comedies, everything, Spies Like Us, Weird Science. Uh, you know, you you name it. There's so many good movies, the Naked Gun movies, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but but we mentioned a lot, and now as an audience, it's up to you to decide. We're gonna put up the question. You decide and, and, and give us your pick, and then and then we'll figure it out. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do some kind of free giveaway for those who who enter in on the poll or something like that. We'll we'll talk about that offline. But this is awesome, Chris. I I, th- th- I really enjoyed this quite a bit. This is this is really fun. We talked about a lot of incredible movies and franchises in both decades, and now it's got me wanting to go back and watch some of them. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, for sure. It's really fun. But uh, yes. So thank you so much, as always, you guys, for listening. We really do much appreciate it. Be sure to go on to social media and check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Discord. Hit us up on there. Let us know what you think. Uh, and, um, you know, on whatever platform you listen to us on for the podcast, if you want to give us a, a review, a rating, some comments, whatever, we thoroughly appreciate that. Let us know how we're doing. Um, and, uh, Chris, look forward to uh, our next episode coming up here in the next week or so we're gonna, we'll talk about what we're going to do but uh you know we, we can't wait to share the next episode with you yeah absolutely this is a blast for sure so thanks again everybody take care and we'll catch you next time right here on the random red shirt podcast <laughs>